This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Wednesday, y'all. Welcome back to the Mills Valuable Sports Podcast. Brandon Worth here, Joe Nagy across from me, of course, as always. Um, big news. We're going to have a guest next week. Alert, yes. alert. Sound the alarm. So be on the lookout for that. We're going. We're not going to give you who it is. You're going to have to find out and tune in for yourself. But a very cool guest. But also, before we start, I want to formally apologize um, as um, a member of the Torch sports editing crew, not editing, but sports reporting crew that we did our March Madness takes on the national championship. Uh, Brendan and Brody, I'm sorry for you guys. I know that the paper just came out this week <laughs> and we had our free to- freezing cold take section. Brutal. What a- Brendan had Ohio State winning national championship. Brody had Iowa. And they both are officially eliminated from you the tournament. You hate to see it, really. That's, it's sad. It, it truly is a freezing cold take. It, it was, really was. Just like I the, was happy to see Ohio State lose. I didn't think they were going to win, but I mean, Brendan, Brendan's probably kicking the air right now. Yeah, it was it was a legitimate pick, but uh, I mean, they were both legitimate contenders. They were both two seeds, so mm. but brutal. But um, just saying, hey, me and Joe. Knucks for Baylor. Yes. Riding with Baylor and Michigan, We still got a baby. chance. I have a garbage bracket, but I have the chance you have of the predicting, chance for the the, natty. predicting the natty. So I believe it's we. I have three left in the final four with Florida, <laughs> like Florida State, Gonzaga, and Baylor. Illinois got knocked out. You've got two left because you had I, yeah, cause I have Alabama and Gonzaga. Left. Okay. And then Baylor and the Barrett four. has his final four is still open because I believe mm-hmm. he has Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor and insert name Houston. Houston Wait, no, I is his final I got one. Three of my final four: Baylor, Gonzaga, and Alabama. But Barrett's got all four. Yes. Yeah. So, but you have Iowa in your in your national. You had Iowa in your yeah, national I ha- championship. I had Iowa going to, yeah to the natty. So your points your points potential is a little bit lower. But yeah. hey, anything can happen. Hate to see so, it. Um, anyway, if you missed that episode of us filling out our brackets, don't forget to check that out in the feed. Uh, with that, we definitely had a fun time, and we know we're so we know it was a long episode. We know you can't rush perfection. Yes, That's the you thing. can't. I mean, you can say you hey, can't really say it was perfection 30, though, Joe. <laughs> you can't at the time it was perfection. Yeah, an hour thirty, a little bit longer of an episode. But, but I mean, hey, chunk it. Why do listen episode. to one half and then listen to the other? I can promise you, the first hour is listen pretty much the, the round of sixty-four. So then, I mean, from yeah, there, that took a long it gets time. faster. Sixty-four took a long time. I will say that, but nonetheless, pretty much looking forward to this weekend. Not going to be able to watch any uh, games in my class this week. So probably going to go a little bit slower then. But uh, we got some pretty good ones coming up Saturday and Sunday. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit last episode, Brandon. But like. There's some like solid games that I'm looking forward to watching. Like Oregon State Loyola, uh, two teams who are kind of being upset so far, who have been like on the upset watch this whole game or this whole tournament. Yeah, that's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, formally moving into March Madness to start off the show. I think it's definitely going to be a really interesting final, or I wouldn't say necessarily final four yet, but what we're going to see in the final four is going to be crazy because. I think naturally with the the bracket the way it is, we might see a double seated team in the in the final four. Mm-hmm. It's bonkers to think about that, 
but it is truly possible. I mean, we're looking at games that happened um, on Monday um, after we had recorded, obviously, our, our, our Monday morning episode. Uh, Oregon beating Iowa 95-80. Luca Carza went off, but um, Joe, you had a really good point that I think really it yeah. characterized the entire game for Oregon and their game plan was flawless. Yeah, they basically, I knew that this is one of the two ways that they were going to get a win. Either just fully face guard Luca Garza the whole time, and hopefully that the rest of Iowa just doesn't play well. Or, and this is what they actually did, was let Luca just run the floor and then just face guard everybody else, go man with everybody else, and then their shots were starting to fall. And it was a little bit close like in the first half, but once second half started to go and like they finally started to find the groove, that's kind of when they started to pull away. And like I, I knew that that was going to be the downfall of Iowa, is if... Luca Garza, or if like no one else is really playing well, and Luca Garza is the only one that's making buckets and stuff. For the first, I think twenty points of theirs, I think Luca Garza had like twelve or four or fifteen or something like that. So like, I knew that was going to be their downfall was really kind of having to rely on Luca most of the time to really get them out of that, uh, to get them out of like those troughs of like not playing well or to provide a spark. And then like when they just don't have that spark and they don't play well. That was going to be the one that knocked him out of the tournament. I mean, that's what happened. Oregon's going to go on to play USC now. Yeah, Oregon, that's off to them. They shot the crap out of the basketball. I believe they were over 40% from three, 50% from the field. You're going to take down a team like Iowa. You're going to have to You're going to have to outshoot them. But, uh, I mean, Gonzaga got the job done against Ohio. Or, not, sorry, Ohio. We're skipping a game here. Gonzaga <laughs> beating Oklahoma 87-71. I think that was pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga's a better team. Gonzaga, I think a lot of people... Um, they can really understand now why Gonzaga is a legitimate contender because they'll get knocked out next round. They always do. Okay. I mean, they're a contender. History, but like, history would show that is correct. But I think there was a lot of okay. So going into the tournament, if anybody picked Gonzaga, you were like, okay, they're they're going to be the consensus and they're they're the best team. And it's you're just you're just going with the best team. They're going to lose anyway, which is fair. Which is why we have the crazy picks of let's take Ohio State, let's take Iowa, let's take West Virginia, yeah. let's take all these other teams to where then your brackets obviously get busted and whatever. But I I mean, there's a lot of a lot of contenders in this in this year's tournament. I think this year wasn't as necessarily as chalk as predicted, obviously, since we're talking about 15-seed Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16. So, yeah. But, I mean... Pulling an FGCU. Yeah, I will say that one team that I will put my foot down, and I know I got this pick wrong, and I don't care. Creighton's not going to the national championship. No. Creighton no. is a, a fraudulent five-seed. I would agree. We've, and we've talked about this off air. It's like, Creighton, like... They've been able to beat some teams like throughout the year, and they've been able to kind of do pretty well. I don't know what conference they're in, but I think they finished second in their conference. But they're still just not a team, I think, that can upset Gonzaga or just really upset anyone. Their games have been mostly like chalk this whole time, and now that they're actually faced with some comp- some good competition, they're not, they're just going to fold. Yeah, I mean, during this game, there were lots of times where it was still close. I mean, throughout the whole first quarter, it was back and forth, one point, two points at a time. Marcus Zagorowski is a great basketball player. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not disrespecting him. The team around him can be a problem. I mean, we saw the struggles in that Ohio yeah. game. Ohio didn't shoot the basketball well at all. They just no. they, they were stagnant some of the times. They just couldn't get things going, and sometimes it went too fast, and it really just kind of killed them in the end. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of tough because obviously, like, I mean, once basically Creighton was blown out by the, in by Georgetown in the tournament, like we were all off the we were going to UC Santa Barbara all the way, which was yeah. a very very logical like 
went through. Yeah, UC Santa Barbara was solid. Yeah, they I weren't think, like a terrible team. It's I just, think the nation's number th- or top three upsets that were picked. I don't. I ironically number one was Colgate over Arkansas, which was a legitimate pick because both offenses were insane. They were, it was a close game too throughout the whole thing, and then near the end, that's kind of when like they had to foul, and that's when Arkansas started to pull away. Oh yeah, Arkansas's defense stepped up huge, especially after that run in the first half. Like they showed me something that. I wasn't a big. I'm not a. I wasn't a big Arkansas believer, but after what I saw, what they could do defensively against Colgate, and yeah. then eventually what they did in the in the last game, it, it was it was just a really. It's a really different team. Mm-hmm. I feel like I think they they are. A, it can be a legitimate contender because I like Texas Tech. Yeah, I did. I love Chris Beard. I love that depth, that defensive team, and Arkansas. They now played them in the stretch, and that that they moved on, and now. They kind of have a little bit of a interesting, interesting game coming up against Oral Roberts, which one theoretically they should just roll over on them. But it, nobody can, nobody can out, nobody yeah. can outdo the Golden Eagles right now. They're they're yeah, rolling Oral as a fifteen. Roberts is solid. Yeah. Did you know that nobody, no uh, bracket predicted the Sweet Sixteen. Yep, none. That's insane. No sixteen. You know 16. the odds for predicting a perfect bracket? I think we said this already, but do you know? Technically, it's like nine and. Or one and nine point two quintillion, but that is if you're taking the bracket as every single game is a coin flip, as one through. If you were being more realistic yeah. and but saying, like, yeah, like a ones one, are going to yeah. win and twos are going to win, which sometimes I mean, Ohio seen, State. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, yeah. Ones it, win, but if like, you took that, I think it's lower to like one in like four point something billion, yeah. something well, like the, that. The the the. the Nine quintillion one you're saying it's nine quintillion two hundred twenty three quadrillion mm-hmm. three hundred seventy two trillion thirty six billion eight hundred fifty four million seven hundred seventy five thousand eight hundred eight. One wow. that much. That's a big number. That's that is if ever that's that's the the actual That's the coin flip that you're saying. Yes, every but, single game. We're considering sixteens over ones in the random. Yeah. So it's not really like weighted or anything. But I mean, still, like that's that's absolutely I, insane. Yeah, I mean, perfect bracket. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. To be honest, yeah. I th- unless we have maybe like a year like um, was it seven? Was it twenty seventeen or was it twenty eighteen? The tournament was really like chalk. One of the one of the yeah, tournaments 20, was really chalk. I know, my senior year of high school, I think that was the chalk year. Yeah, other, that other, than, been like, other than Loyola. Because, like, Texas Tech was, like, two or three, and they made the Final Four. And, like, most of it, like, there wasn't really that many upsets. Like, I think a lot of number ones made it, made it to the Final Four, or other than Loyal Chicago. But, like, number ones made it. Number twos made it, like, to the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. And, like, there wasn't a lot There wasn't a lot of people under, like, five or four other than Loyal Chicago. I think Auburn was, like, the second lowest, like, five. Yeah, I think that one was pretty... Like I think you, I think that one was pretty much that the, one was probably other than two thousand eight when all the number ones made it mm-hmm. to the final four. That was like probably the most chalk that we've seen. Yeah, that in our lifetime. That one might be the only really chance because everybody picks the higher seeds. Yeah. I mean that's just the natural way. Is, I um, mean, what what year was it? Sixteen? Yeah, sixteen. When it was like North Carolina, Oklahoma, Villanova, and then I think it was like Syracuse. That was Virginia the, or that something was like the, that. Uh, um, the buzzer beater for Nova, right? Yep, that was the buzzer beater year. That was an Chris insane Jenkins, game. yeah. That, that was an that was a great game. tournament. I remember watching that and North Carolina hit the buzzer beater, which everyone was going crazy for. Or not the buzzer beater, but like the three yeah, two page, page. Go by what was it, two. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was going crazy. And then there's only like two seconds left. And they did that little give and go at the end. Yeah. Because they were gonna I think they were gonna have the one I forget who the other guy is, but the guy Archie who, Diakno? 
Yeah, the guy who passed it. He yep. was, I think they were trying to give it to him to shoot, and then he was like, nope. And then they he passed it to the other guy. Yeah, I saw I saw an interesting video that um they had practiced that play throughout the season. The give and go. Yes, that was Dang. that was a legitimate play they had in their playbook that they were going to pull out at any time, and they'd practice it. Like they had, they asked him to redo it. Like you guys, can you guys just redo, like relive this and go through it? They did it. They executed it like four or five out of ten times, perfectly the same play, which I thought yeah, was crazy. They probably practiced it a whole lot. Exactly. I was like, there's like you can you can retry that many times, but if you haven't practiced it, you're not gonna yeah. make like because that's a that's a thirty foot shot. Because yeah. I mean, and also like if they're not like practicing that, like that's just like. The give and go idea and like him like passing it off to the guy probably is not going through his mind unless they practice that already. Yeah, I they it was it was really interesting to see. I yeah. mean, especially the fact that we had such a, a crazy tournament that year where it was like everybody was hyped up because most of the brackets and then you obviously got the one of Syracuse messing everybody up, but it was still I think you you'll always have like a lower yeah, seed making That was it also the that was also the year that uh, Middle Tennessee Knocked Upset out Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah, that, that was, was the that's same probably year. the darkest year for Michigan State fans. Yeah, because that bracket was um, it was Virginia, uh, it was Michigan State, Utah was a three seed. They were a very overrated three seed. Yeah, they were. Not very uh, and good then that I year. think Ohio Iowa State was the. I think that was Iowa State and Purdue were like the the dark horse picks out of that bracket at four and five. I don't think anybody's thinking Seton Hall at six, which they ended up losing Gonzaga. Yeah, but. I because th- I think that was yeah that was Purdue lost to Little Rock Arkansas in the two overtime game. Oh yeah, that was a bonkers game. game. Nobody picked that upset either. Yeah. They actually there was a lot of them that said Purdue could win out of this bracket, but then they end up losing the yeah. first round. So are they headed to are they headed to Indianapolis now for Sweet Sixteen or is that the Elite Eight when that happens for for March for when they play games? Are they going to Indianapolis now? Or are they going to? Uh, um, I believe they are. I think they're getting... I know there's two courts that are going to be on Lucas Oil, or in Lucas Oil. Yeah, I think they're going to be in... I think they're going to be in Lucas... Lucas Oil will definitely be the spot for the Final Four. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what the Sweet 16 will be, if it's the same or it's different. Because, I mean, they have five days. I don't know if they're traveling. I know that they're going... Like, it's not until Saturday, They might be going going. to bankers, too. We can can certainly look this up. A more neutral site. Um, So the Sweet 16 is going to be held... So they're not in Lucas Oil yet. That'll be the Elite Eight. The Sweet 16 will be in bankers, and they'll be in Hinkle, which is Butler's Butler's Dome. So they'll be in those two. For Sweet 16, and then they'll go to Lucas Oil for the Elite Eight, and then obviously the Final Four National Championship. Yeah. So you want to know why? Uh, you want to know a little Joe's fact of the day? Joe's fact of the day is what? back. What? It's so- back. Yeah. It's, it's everybody's back. favorite part of the day. But you want to know what city? Brent, I actually have a question for you. What city has hosted the most March Madness games out of anybody? City has hosted it. City, you can say city or college. We say a national championship or NCAA tournaments. NCAA ever. tournament games. Oh gosh, that's so many. I I uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, I don't think you'll guess it, was, it. It's I did not think it was going to be this college. Oh, then I'm definitely not going to get it. Then why'd you ask? That me That was this a great question? hint. It's oh. just an out of the box school. It's uh, yeah. That only narrows it down to like fifteen or sixteen schools. It's is it, is it a school or is it a place? It's a school. It's an arena at a school. A school. Does it have any relevance to this year's tournament? No, but it did last year. What? You mean the year before? 
technically we last year. We didn't have a tournament last if year. If we did have a tournament, it would have had relevance. <sighs> okay. I don't even remember where last year's was. I'm so I was so over last year's term. <laughs> I for, I just deleted it from my brain. I can't remember off the I don't honestly remember where it was going to be. I'm gonna guess somewhere in California and be wrong, so I'll do it. I don't somewhere in California. I I know you're smiling at me because I'm way off. So <laughs> yeah, I might want to change it's, them. Okay, hold on. Let me pull. Right, yeah, let me give let me, some time. Give us let some me time. pull my. Okay, give some time. okay. Is it Atlanta? No, I'll give you okay. one more guess. There we go. Um, one more guess. You're just getting me farther away. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh. Um, um, um. What? Okay, give me one hint of a region it's in. Midwest. No, okay. That didn't help as much as I wanted, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Chicago. You're close. It's two states over. Two it's, I'll, I'll just tell you what it is. It's the University of Dayton Arena. Dayton? Yeah. They've hosted 100. Really? As of 2019, they've hosted 123 tournament games. 123 games? Is there like a compiled list of that, or is that just um, a single I fact? Can, oh, yeah. There's a list of them. What's the um, second one? The second one, I think, is the one I the one that I was thinking I was more mostly thinking of was like uh, what's the um, it's not Loyola Chicago. What's the big university in Chicago? Um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting. It's not Northwestern. That's the one I was thinking of before. I I can't honestly remember what it what it was now. I I know that um there there's been a ton at um. I wish it was more at um, Ann Arbor in uh, uh, Chrysler, but I don't think that's happened. I know there's been a ton at like UCLA and U USC in Southern yeah. California. Uh, I think the second, from what I can kind of tell, is the Palestra in Philadelphia. I think is the second most. Palestra. What is it? Where does I don't know where that's at. I don't even know what that one the is. List. The Palestra. I know. I don't even know what that is. That is it. Either way, but that's a lot of tournament games. I did not even think Dayton would host somebody, especially since Dayton's usually not in the tournament. I mean, they were going to be last year. Oh, that's probably like one or two. Penn? Oh, the Cath oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a popular one. I did not. Okay, I I've seen this one before, but I've never I've never heard it called the Palestra. It's it's know, quoted the as the, the, the Cathedral of College Basketball, yeah. the Palestra, and it's got that big old like top top dome look to it yeah yeah that one's that one's pretty cool that one definitely must have hosted a lot in the the early parts of the tournaments i think that's the part yeah, i'm, think, I'm thinking day. way too modern because i'm thinking like sacramento atlanta oh yeah new orleans okay, yeah, dallas those are where the most of where all of it is but there's been all there's always been a couple that have been in like boise or sioux falls or something yeah, like just out like in the middle spots. of the middle of sticks but no, middle it, of the sticks. Middle <laughs> of the sticks in the middle of the Midwest. But um, other games, Michigan winning against LSU. Hey, hey, hail to the victors. We got it done. Win, move on, yes. go next. Big game from Eli and Shondi. Those guys were huge. This I, is probably going to be the biggest game for us because I don't know, I mean, as of right now, because I don't, this is one where I'm not sure if we're going to win this one. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I know this is especially the, if we come out like we played against LSU. We played off. We started really slow. We started pretty slow. That did scare me a little bit. Um, I th I think what we did we we did we did really well of getting guys in the right position and getting them the ball. Yeah. Um, there was just times where, frankly, we did that maybe 
this a titch too much? I mean, we had 12 turnovers, and we're not a characteristic team to have a lot of turnovers. And LSU did a pretty good job of taking care of the basketball. They didn't really they, – they took more bad shots than they did turn the ball over. Yeah. So, which, I mean, co- and I mean honestly, some coaches call that turnovers yeah, anyway. I was just about so. to say, that's kind of a turnover anyways because mm-hmm. it's most likely you're not going to get an offense rebound. But, so, but I unless mean, I'm excited for this game. Yeah, I Definitely going to be watching this one. Yeah, Florida State, uh, I, they were a team that I'm, I, I knew in our bracket be tough because – um, they're, they're definitely, I wouldn't necessarily call them like a, a firepower offensive team, but they, they can light the scoreboard up. They're, they they can have their nights. Yeah. They, they've had their nights this year. Um, uh, I mean, they beat Colorado by 18. They held the Buffaloes to 53 after Colorado scored 96 against Georgetown. But I think Colorado just, Colorado just came into that game with their, their veteran Flat. mindset. We're going to win the 12 and we're going to move on. So yeah. Um, I I mean they just really they really pounded them, especially shooting the basketball. And I mean they shot twenty four percent against Florida State, which Florida State did a pretty good job of, make making them take some tough shots. I mean I, they they really did a great job of that. They yeah. But I mean Col- I I think we have a chance on the boards though. I really like our chance on the boards because I mean Colorado had they got sixteen offensive rebounds against the Seminoles. And I mean we we got I I I would say that our our paint. Our paint players are a little bit better than Colorado's. I would say that, as far as rebounding yeah. is concerned, and scoring, I would even say I would yeah. take them over Colorado's. I, yeah, I so. just, I'm more seeing how Florida's going to be able to kind of adapt to this because I don't. Who's they're in the ACC, right? Yeah, and I mean they haven't because Duke isn't as good as they usually are. And no, UNC isn't as good as they usually are. No, so like they really haven't seen other than Virginia. I don't know if they've played them this year, but like other than Virginia, they haven't really seen like the top tier offenses that they need to defend against yet so like playing against Michigan which is or you can make the argument it's one of the best offenses right now other than Gonzaga and stuff then like I feel like that's going to be like a big thing for them now because I we're a better offense than Colorado yeah I think we're more consistent Colorado I mean they put up 96 but they also were just not missing so yeah but then th- they go in and don't shoot that well, I guess. Yeah. I, anyway, I think this will be a really interesting game to see because Florida, um, they have a tendency to foul in the paint, which will be very interesting to see what they do against Davis and Dickinson. So uh, I, I like our chances against Florida State. Um, I think that I think LSU is not an eight seed. They sure, aren't, they sure were played better than an eight seed. I think a lot of people were like, oh, LSU is not very good. And But I, 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 that was the number one team that I was a little bit concerned about. I was more concerned about LSU than Florida State, to be honest, just because the way they played in that tournament defensively, they played mm-hmm. phenomenal basketball. And, I mean, they got to the final in the SEC, and they were hot. And they really they really took it to St. Bonaventure in the first round. So I was a little bit concerned. But uh, Maryland – couldn't keep the job done, so they're going to leave Michigan as the lone Big Ten team left in the tournament. Hate to see it, really. Crazy to think about that. We had nine I'll going in, what, we only got we, one we left. Really, Sweet 16. We really wet the bed there because I, I was, I'm i pretty sure I already said this last episode, but we I made the claim as saying we are the best. We're the best regular season conference. Oh, regular season. Yeah, you added that. <laughs> we're the best regular season conference. Yes. Tournament uh, conference, not so much. I yeah. I had a lot of higher hopes than big for the Big Ten. Yeah, Alabama is a good team, and I yeah. think a lot of people are like hesitant because like Alabama's like yeah they're a football school they're not necessarily a basketball school. This team's legit. They're I mean, a basketball school now. They they are a basketball school now. Um, I mean, I think Alabama is just it's so hard to go against like every year when we have the blue bloods in there, Kentucky, Duke. 
UNC as number one seeds. Gonzaga has been pretty much kind of put in that category now. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty easy to make reasons for why they're going to go far, but like Alabama's not been there. Colin, I mean, wherever since Colin Sexton was there and they made a run as a low seed, this team hasn't really necessarily been a tournament caliber team. Yeah. And now they've really turned around with Nate Oates. They've done a great job. And I mean, they took care of business against Iona. They took care of business against Maryland. Uh, I'm not going to say Maryland's overrated, but they're, they're, just not, they're, they're definitely not better than Alabama. If, I you was, were, if you were to tell me a 10 seed would possibly make the, tur- the, the tournament as far as the Sweet 16 was concerned, I think Maryland, and I'm, as I'm thinking of Maryland it, what we got, the best we got VCU, we've got Rutgers, and we've got, who's the other 10 seed? Um, who's the other 10 seed? Uh, I'm thinking, hold on one second, Virginia Tech. I would yeah. take Virginia Tech over Maryland. I would put Maryland probably second. VCU yeah. could have made a maybe made a choice for third. Not not a huge Rutgers guy. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't get past Rutgers. So. No, Rutgers was, they were just yeah, they're bottom of the they're bottom of the barrel to be honest. I was not expecting UCLA to make it this far. To yeah, be honest. UC- I wasn't even make, expecting UCLA to make it out of the playoff playing game. Yeah, I mean UCLA. I thought Michigan State was going to take care of them, but obviously it's wrong. Yep. It's okay. But I Abilene kind of came out a little too a little slow. They they controlled the tempo and they controlled the game, especially against Texas. They slowed it down a lot, which that I mean that's just their way of basketball. But I mean UCLA did a great job of getting the tempo, getting in transition, being able to set up offense and set up shop in the basket most of yeah. the night. So and Abilene also did not help themselves out by shooting twenty nine percent from yeah, the floor. Absolutely, <laughs> that did not basically help. garbage. So yeah, so not pretty. But it was fun. It was fun while it lasted for ACU. I was I was proud of them. I mean, to be to, to be a team like Texas, it was definitely fun to see. I, I really enjoyed that. I noticed this year the in-state rivalry of lower versus higher seeds. It's almost went now, I think, 3-0 and the other way to the lower seeds. Yeah. Loyola, Loyola against Illinois, yeah, Loyola Abilene Illinois. against Texas, and I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but that's just bonkers. That's bonkers. I was Yeah. I was like, it's never that. been like that. Who did Oral Roberts play? Was it that one? No, they played uh, Ohio State. Oh yeah, Oral was from. Oral Roberts is from like. Uh, uh, I looked this up the other day. It was by. It's in, it's by like Omaha, or something like that. I think, or if off the top of my head, Kansas, Nebraska, that area. It's in the middle there somewhere, if I remember correctly. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, I was a little bit off, but yeah, but in the right region. That, that region of the area. I mean, because yeah. I had, I mean, I had to look him up. I'll, I'll be honest, guys. I didn't know who Oral Roberts was going into this tournament. Like Hartford, those other teams. Like I hadn't seen anybody of them like for. Obviously, it's new new teams like Iona yeah. and uh, Texas Southern and Norfolk because they've been here before. So, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, Oregon though, um, beating Iowa was huge. I mean, a- especially after not even playing the first game. That was their first game against Iowa because mm-hmm. they didn't play against VCU because of the COVID protocols. They ended up having to basically forfeit. Um, I mean, they ruled a no contest. And it was funny where um, you look on the score sheet and it's like 68, 54, 79, 76, 1 uh, 0. Uh, wait, whoa, 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 1 to 0. Yeah. <laughs> but I, if all those that didn't understand why it was 1 to 0, no, there was not 60 or 40 minutes of basketball and there was only one point scored. No, that didn't happen. It was ruled basically a forfeit because VCU did not have enough players. Well, they haven't released how many people will test positive or whatever, but the rule basically was you need five. Theoretically, I mean, if you have five, you can play. 
theoretically. But in the they end, they didn't even have five that weren't positive. That I we don't know, and I, we're no. just saying to the well, get yeah, to the. It was probably just, we didn't know how how many people had to test uh, positive in order for them to have to take themselves out of the tournament. But I mean, theoretically, it's like if you have five guys, you can play, right? Yeah. Now that, that would that's what come what comes to my mind. Yeah. That so sucks. It might though. have to be that many. That sucks. They have to. I mean, yeah, probably they. That's crazy though, because I they probably had like a twelve man roster, so seven, eight guys who are out because of COVID. Possibly. That sucks though. I mean, they've worked really hard to get to the tournament, and like I've never, I don't think I've ever seen VCU in the tournament in like the last couple years, and mm-hmm. like for them to like work that hard, and then now. I'd be like, yep, we're not even going to be able to play. They work really themselves all the way up and then not even get a really chance sucks. to play. That's that's rough. I feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's like, yeah, it's their fault. for, But still, I mean, they they really, it's, it's really tough. tough. I mean, hate you work that it. hard to get somewhere and then you can't even, you get there and then you can't even play, especially yeah, after going it. through the bubble. It's just, it's just a tough time. But um, anyway, moving on kind of into the games coming up, kind of a little short preview going into the weekend for the Sweet 16. I mean, this is this is going to be fun. Uh, Oregon State, Loyola, two teams that arguably nobody would have said would have been in the Sweet 16 in the Midwest top part of the region. But look where we are because this is just the way the tournament goes. Loyola Chicago is one of the best defensive teams in the country. They really are. I mean, they shut down Illinois to sub-60. That's mm. how good they are. They know how to take the tempo and work it against them and force teams to take bad shots and lighten the shot clock. And they do a great job of it. I mean, they did it uh, against Tennessee, or not, sorry, they did it against Illinois and they did it against Georgia Tech. So I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. I mean, Oregon State, uh, they, they can they can get it they can get it done. <laughs> they, I mean, they beat two really good. They, Tennessee's a shaky team. I was more impressed they beat Oklahoma State, to be honest, just because I think Oregon State or Oklahoma State was a much better team than Tennessee, even though they were only one seat apart. But, I mean, this game, that game was really interesting because, I mean, they Oklahoma State did not take very good shots in that game. And, I mean, that's not necessarily, like, nagging on, like, Cade or all these other guys that are that can't score or anything. But they just took a look. They took some bad looks, but their defense really forced them. I mean, they, they have some length that they can be able I know they had a couple shots they blocked on Cade, which is like, whoa, with 6'8 guard getting blocked? Okay, this is different. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, if I thought of a team that had the best length, I would not have thought Oregon State off the top of my head. I would have thought Texas, because Texas is one of the tallest teams in the in the tournament. Obviously, they're not still here. So I think that'll be a very interesting matchup to see how that goes, especially on the defensive side. But, I mean, Loyola, Sister Jean, they know how to get it done. Yeah, when Simple when Sister that. Jean includes uh, the scouting report for players in her pregame prayer, I think it's game over for oh, whoever yeah. has to play against Loyola Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so they, – they need to – okay – Oregon, you know what's something, though? Oregon State does have a chance, though, because they're playing yeah. the game on Saturday, not Sunday. I'm just saying, was not expecting their loyal center, who just looks like a like a middle school history teacher, Cru- <laughs> uh, to, to basically take over as much as he did. Oh, my goodness. When you have a middle school history teacher as your center and a 101-year-old nun, uh. I don't think you can beat that duo. I don't know, man. Crowley's a good ball player, though. He's got the finesse. I mean, we talked yeah. about obviously on the last show. He doesn't uh, look like a basketball player, but like, I think he's that's a basketball one thing. player. Babyface assassin. Babyface. People, he he, look, he, he doesn't look, have a babyface. I mean, he has. I mean, he's not. 
don't know. He's more of like a. I guess <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but it's like a moon face, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, uh, okay. I think I think um I think I know where you're going, and America's going knows where you're going. Anyway, yeah. Villanova Baylor. Uh, this one was. I think you could semi-expect this game. I think Villanova was a team that you could theoretically... I mean, they've done great without without Connor Gillespie, and they've done a great job. Baylor's legit, though. I mean, I watched them. Great game. They're mm. absolutely phenomenal. So, I think this one will be really interesting. I did notice one thing. The Hinkle Fieldhouse games are selling enormously higher. So, that would be Villanova and Baylor. And then the other game that's going to be on... Well, not, where's Hinkle? Hinkle's uh, Butler's, Butler's gym. Oh, so Illinois? Oh, no, it's Indiana. Indiana? Yeah. Well, Indiana, I think, has less strict rules for that stuff. I mean, they're both in Indiana. Are they? It's weird. Like, I'm looking at the games, and it's like the ticket prices for the games at Hinkle are like $500, whereas the other games at Bankers are like 150 200 which is weird because it's like... Because the um, games at Hinkle are more... I mean, it's Villanova, Baylor, and then it's Syracuse, Houston. So I guess maybe, but I, I thought there'd be more wanting to go watch like Oral Roberts and Loyola Chicago because those are like the most fun teams right now. But I guess not. It's just a, just a weird, interesting thing I noticed. But Oral Roberts taking on or Arkansas. Or Arkansas is better on paper, but paper doesn't matter because Oral Roberts has beaten two teams that are much better than them on paper. So throw the paper out, shred the brackets. Syracuse and then Houston. Houston's defense is good. Their offense, I think, was definitely the concern coming into this coming into this tournament. If Buddy Beheim could keep lighting it up, especially with that guard play they have with Syracuse, I mean those those guys can really they can really shoot the basketball mm-hmm. really well. They got a lot of great. Isn't really, his rotic. dad the coach? Yeah, Jim isn't and Buddy. His, isn't his dad like seventy or something? I mean, he's getting up there. He's not losing any age though. He's still he's still there. I'm pretty sure there's a thing that was like. Uh, wait, what was his name again? Buddy, Buddy Boheim. Buddy Boheim. His dad was like close to like fifty six or something like that when he was born. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. But I think Boheim. I mean, you got guys like Joseph Gerard that have done a really good job. I mean, Griffin, Dolja. They've they've done a. I mean, that team's that team's good. Mm-hmm. I I was much lower on them going in the tournament than I am now. I think they're legit. Um, I wouldn't say like yeah. title contender legit, but they're they're gonna give Houston a run for their money because yeah. Houston Houston's not playing like a two seed. They're playing much lower. I mean they they barely got out against them. They they barely they barely found their way to get away from Rutgers and Cleveland State. You can't really as fifteen seed. One but, thing about this is a little off topic, but with Syracuse, have you ever seen like their home gym? How it's set mm-hmm. up? It's different. How weird it is? Yeah, it's different. It's like so you got like a U around the thing but it's not like a u that you think it is it's like the what it's like there's the u around the wide part yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and then they have just a separate stand that goes on the opposite side on the opposite like long side yeah and then the u just keeps on going past that stand so like you're behind like you can get seats that are behind one of the other seats that you can only see like half the cord on yeah they they wanted to get as many seats in as they can with the architecture they had. It didn't it didn't work out. I think as it great as they wanted good. to. It so. doesn't look good at all. But that's still they get it done on the court though. <laughs> I mean, um, if they if they sell tickets, they sell tickets. But that's just one thing that I noticed with Syracuse. I saw like their 
Their gym. Their gym a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, wow, that is a It's definitely unique. It's one of gym. the most unique. But um, another game Sunday, Florida State, obviously, against Michigan at 5 o'clock. Creighton against Gonzaga. I mean, we've talked about Creighton. I mean, Gonzaga as well. UCLA, Alabama, and then Oregon, USC. USC took it to Kansas. They took it to them. This one's going to be close. It was 80-something, or something like that. Oregon is going to be hot off the win against Iowa. And uh, USC is just going to be hot off their win. USC be, is, a, I think, I mean, USC was an obvious, like, they're playing like we wanted them to on paper. Use their size to beat Kansas. They did. Just get, or I, I can't even, like, like, USC is, like, exactly what we wanted them to be. So it's almost like I'm rooting for them now. I mean, the Mobley brothers, those guys. Uh, they smoke Kansas. Those Holy guys crap. are, yeah, it wasn't even close. They Tommy hit 30, Kansas. 34 points. Kansas falling into that darn overrated stuff again. I don't I know. I mean, that's Kansas, though. That is Kansas. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know how to help Jayhawk fans. I just don't know how to do that. Because they do this every year. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm trying they're to not, be nice. But they, they do this every year. I'm sorry. They have, they have a solid regular season. They usually get, like, top 10. And then they just, like, poop the bed. And just... It's just tough. I don't know how to help. I mean... Really, it's you just don't know what they need. To no, be honest, no they, more rock you shot. see You see what they can do in regular season, and then it's just like when it really matters, like conference play too. It's like they're just not that good. I don't know what exactly. Prime time is just not their place to shine. They need. I mean, I know you. I know they. I mean, they settled a lot. Took too many threes. If you're only making twenty four percent of your threes, you got to yeah. find something else. You can't just keep shooting. I know shooters yeah. shoot, but. You gotta That's find the other ways. Like they got, they got beat shooting the basketball. They got pounded on the glass. They have Dave McCormick, very good rebounder. They got pounded on the glass. Like it wasn't even close. And the backcourt definitely helped that out too. Got out assisted. They turned the ball over. You see, USC turned the ball over twice as much as Kansas did. Hmm. And at one point they were leading by thirty-five. I don't know what to tell Kansas Jayhawk fans. I don't really know. I mean, I'm sure there's not many that listen to the show. Thank I goodness, because like <laughs> I want to try to be nice, but I yeah, certainly I don't can't. Think we've had a, I don't think we've had anybody flat. from Kansas uh, in our in our demographics yet. But like, I don't know. It's. I feel like they were just getting to the point of like, okay, if we just keep shooting, one of them's gonna fall. Because I know some people have that mentality with shooting threes, but like, at one point you just gotta be like, all right, that's not working. We're starting to get as, as soon as they got like fifteen down by fifteen, they should have realized like, okay, we need to like really change our game plan here because if not, this game's gonna get away from us quick. And then they didn't, and then we saw what happened. They lost by thirty. So like, I don't know what to like. As a fan, you don't know what to say because it's pretty simple what they have to do. It's just they didn't change their game plan really. Yeah, I don't. I want. They didn't adapt at all. Yeah, I I don't know. We're sorry for you, Kansas Jayhawk I'm fans. Not. So. <laughs> You're obviously not, but when we come back, Joe's going to talk to us about an update on our situation from Monday. All right, so we're back. As you know, last Monday we talked about the situation surrounding the women's tournament with kind of the unfair treatment that they've been been getting so far. Finally, NCAA has kind of shaped up and done their part to really get the equality going. They've finally they've found some magical space appeared uh, on the grounds, and they finally got the uh, weight room going. They find it's an adequate one too. At that, there's no more just a little bit of dumbbells and yoga mats, Brandon. There's actually squat racks, bands, weights, all the stuff that they need to get the job done. So it's a good thing that they were able to change. Good thing that people raised their voice and kind of 
gave NCAA what they were thinking, and then they uh, were able to get the change done. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's it's finally gotten to where they got the upgrades. They got a lot more stuff, which was good. And obviously, we knew the circumstances going in, so we don't yeah. have to talk about that as much. But I mean, this situation has been like I'm just happy they didn't like come up with like say more excuses. They just got right on it. No, they finally went and they did it, which was good. That's yeah. what they needed to do. That's what they should have did the first time. I anyway, just thought how they said no space, and then it's just like, oh, magically some space. Again. Yeah, I think this really comes by. I mean, obviously, this kind of relates to the bigger issue of what, like women's equality in sports compared to men, and now this. It's it's really like I like obviously we talked about um, on our last show, Joe. I know we talked a lot about how the element of the the sports are so much different, and they they're not necessarily as viewer viewer. I wouldn't I wouldn't say viewer friendly, but viewer specific more. Kind of yeah. I mean I like if there's a lot of people that I think if you took a survey and you'd say would you rather watch and they might not we obviously take away the the sports fan aspect in general if you had to watch a game would you rather watch men's or women's there would be a lot of people that choose men just because of the pace the more explosive plays and playmaking that you brought up i think that that brings to it but obviously like this is this this needed to happen like there's no question this needed to happen there and the nca basically they were they were going to be in trouble if they didn't do anything. They were they were on the hot seat a little bit. I'm not saying they, they can you can fire the NCAA. Boy, that would be that'd be a headline and a half, wouldn't it? Can you imagine but the NCAA canceled, just fired, fired, gone. And no, that would be crazy. But they 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 got it done. And I know like um, Sidney Prince was really um thankful when she put back on Twitter saying, "Hey, we got our stuff, yeah." And I mean this this women's tournament's been pretty fun. She too. gained a lot of followers. She did. I off mean, of that, you she. I think I saw on TikTok or whatever she went from like, I forget like her main thing, but I think she gained like 500k or something like that, just over the course of a couple of days, just by saying, "Hey, we don't this? have a weight room. Can we fix this, please?" And, <laughs> and they did. And also, another big news that um, with the other campaign that we were talking about, the not NCA property with Livers Bohannon and other crew, Mark Emmer has visibly or visibly he's publicly came out and said that he's willing to meet with the players to talk so it's a win-win now i guess i'm not yeah. saying like anything's gonna happen but they got one of the things they asked for which was to get a meeting with mark emmer yeah and mark emmer's That's gonna the, do the meeting i just don't understand from a fan like from a fan and just from like someone because i mean like you can't make money off your youtube channel with worth more because of oh NCAA you're bringing rule. this card okay up. so i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying i don't understand why you can't make money off that stuff it's the connections that i know but i just don't understand i just don't get why ncaa is like nope like we own you i don't it doesn't make any sense so like they you can make money off that you're a college student who want needs money so why not just let you make money it's a tough situation man I don't. I I, I know. Have no clue. We've it's, we've talked about this off air a lot, and there's a reason we talk it off air. Like I I don't talk about this a lot because I know the circumstances of the platform and what can happen. And obviously, we're not going to get with that any further. Mm-hmm. But like there there's so much. I think what's going on with NCAA is everybody's breaking the mold they've set the NCAA set has on athletes as what their yeah. organization stands for. I think people for. are finally realizing like, hey, like that's like not fair at all. I think there's, yeah. I mean, here's the bottom line. I mean, w- there's so many people in college sports that go to college and they do other things to help them succeed 
outside of academics where the NCAA was so strict on that it's in the it's in the books it's on the court and that's the way it is there's not ways to be an influencer and make money there's mm-hmm. not ways that you can make basketball you can make money off of basketball yeah or oh i'm so popular like people want to buy my jerseys and if i sign them like people will pay me extra for it yeah. they don't like that idea because that's getting away from the well, academic standpoint I mean, taking away money from the line. it's taking money away from the ncaa too right and that's like the annoying thing and they that don't you like look it. at is because it's like you're that money hungry that you want to like take away a chance for like these people who may not make it to the next level, but they have a following and they have people who want to buy stuff that represents them, so that way they can make money or they could like make a living and provide for the people that are hoping that they can make it to the next level of sports, to the higher level of sports. And if they don't, then they still have a, a opportunity to fall back on something that makes them consistent money before they go out in the real world and use the degree that they get. And I mean, it gets annoying because it's like, okay, so someone has like say. 500,000 followers on like Instagram or something because they're an athlete out of college like you can do an ad and you can make money and I just don't understand why like NCAA is that like crazy about not letting that happen I just don't understand that it's it's a it's a tough situation and the fact is like I I actually this is the funniest thing because um Obviously, my buddy Hunter, we can partner with Worthmore. Shout out to Worthmore Studios if you Worthmore. want to subscribe for that. Shameless plug. I'll um, be plugging. Shameless plug. Um, there's a girl at um, Aquinas that plays college volleyball. She's very good, by the way. Yeah. She has, I believe if I remember correctly, 2.6 million followers or 2.5 million followers on TikTok. Holy crap. Yes. And she has her own personal brand. And... The NIA, the NIA, NAIA, NAIA. Thank you, Joe. Changed their NLI rules for her. So she's the first. She was technically announced as the first person that could monetize her personal brand. Good on the NAIA. Good on them. This, yeah, that was December twelfth, twenty twenty. I don't see what hurts. I don't see what hurts the organization for letting people make money off like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, like sh- off of social media. I just don't understand that. Yeah, oh, she had like the, um, I think it's the um, the she shed. Um, the, oh, her? That, that yeah. was her? Yeah, the she shed I saw thing. her on uh, the For You page a couple times. Yeah, 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 that's her. But she she made like that whole, like the, she, like that's yeah, her. Yeah, she made the she shed. Yeah, she, she shed. She shed. <laughs> Try to say that 10 times fast. Um, and I mean, she's got like a ton yeah. of people on like Instagram too like 26k like she's very popular and she has a huge brand and it was just bonkers like that she, she could make, make money. any yeah. money that's the annoying thing about it though is cause it's like student athletes can get a job at like Lowe's or like Meyer or something and then NCAA doesn't bat an eye because they just make money it's just because NCAA owns the that's just the absurd thing you you don't own your own likeness you don't own you basically NCAA owns you. That's the way I see it, which I just don't think is right. I mean, that's the way a lot of people see it. I'm not going to say if I think that's the way it is. Brandon, I'm going disclaimer. To- Brandon, these views do not reflect Brandon's. Don't don't reflect Brandon's. In I will... No comment. No comment. The NCAA these are all my comments. No comment. These are all my comments. I, yeah, I, I am not a student athlete. I these have my own opinions, and I just don't want to leak them because I don't want to hurt anybody else along the way. There you go. That is that is my view on the subject. Stuff. But if anybody wanted to t- ask me about it on the off time, I'd be willing to talk about it. Yeah. But on this podcast, I'm going to have to decline as of now. But anyway, moving on into the last half of the show, 
Um, Joe's got an interesting little MV3 idea. Oh, summer's right around the corner. That means hanging out by the lake, hanging out outside, playing yard games. And, you know, me and Brandon, we're connoisseurs of cornhole. We're connoisseurs of the yard games being outside. So I thought, you know, why not just have a quick MV3? What's your favorite yard games, Brandon? I know mine, and I know at least one of yours because we're okay. both... We're both pretty good at one one of these games, but Brandon, we're gonna have a quick debate. What's what's your top three yard games? Oh, top three. Okay, let's go. Let's go three, two, one. We'll alternate at each level. All right. So we'll start. Yeah. Start at three. So three, two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Three. Uh, there's okay. There's there's a ton. Like I've looked up a lot of them. Like there's a ton. Um, first of all, is this a game that we have to play in the yard? Or I mean, like you can. It has to do with the yard. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. It's in the category. Okay, yeah, go. Has to do with the yard. It's like a category yard. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's cat- like you yeah. don't have to play it in the yard. Like you can play cornhole like in a building. Like, okay. It's stuff like that where it's like originated the, yard games. But yeah. Like, okay. The reason I'm asking is because I would be throwing in the idea of maybe ping pong being in there or table no, table that's, tennis. That's more of like an art. That's more of like a like a leisure game. Okay. That's, that's not really. A yard that's game. what I thought. So I'm gonna leave that out and I'm gonna say can jam. My number three. Number three? For me in the can. I mean, that's a fun game. I it's honestly a, haven't played as much as I've wanted fun to. to. Play, it's fun to play with four, but you can still play with two. Like, just throw it back and forth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My, That's a good pick. That's probably going to be in mine a little bit later. But my f- number three, the one that I do like to play, is called Polish Horseshoes. You ever play that? Oh, yeah. That's a good the one. The one that's got the uh, two stakes, the frisbee, and you can play with, like, cans on mm-hmm. the on the sticks. That's or, a f- I've never actually gotten a chance to play it, but that seems fun. like a super so, fun so, game. Yeah, because you got to throw you throw the frisbee, and you have to basically catch the bottle or the When you knock cup, it off. When yeah. you knock it off with one hand. And it makes it hard because the stick is, like, close like five feet tall so like it has a lot and it's of narrow it's super yeah, narrow so if you hit it with a frisbee it's just gonna shoot the cup or the bottle or whatever you're playing with on top of it away and you got to catch it one hand and if you catch it i think it's three points if or i can't remember the exact rules because i don't play it in a while but i do like to play it i think the thrower if they hit the thing is three points but if the person catches it, then it negates the points or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, Polish horseshoes. That's my number three. Okay. What do, I'm curious because I think we might have the same. What is your number two then? Because I think we might have the same. The same stuff. Yeah. What's your number two? I was gonna say can jam, but I'm gonna switch it up for oh. the sake of the art. If you've I don't know. Have you ever played a mean game of bocce ball before? Oh, I've played bocce ball. Bocce ball is fun. <laughs> Back when I, I mean, hey, let me explain, please. Okay, let me go explain ahead. before you ridicule me for my. I'm not throwing you off. I just was <laughs> like, I was not expecting bocce ball to be when on I was like, Let's go a, for it. Not a kid, but like when I was growing up and stuff, like me and my uncle, like our extended family, like we, they were really into bocce ball. So like we would have, like they had a bocce ball set, like they had the bag and all that. So like we'd play bocce ball for like a while, like when we'd have family reunions and stuff. That's fun. Bocce ball is fun. It is fun. You, you want to know a fun was, fact about bocce ball, though? I, think I would I love found, to hear a fun fact from Joe, uh, Joe Nagy. Um, wait, let me try to find Bocce ball is actually a very old sport. It dates back to the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. but it evolved it to its present form in Italy. Uh, it can be played. Yeah. Okay. I knew, yeah, the Roman, crazy? I knew the Roman background of it because I'd heard about it's it before. It's super old. It's a very old game. And it's really just like, it's so simple. It's like, yep, roll this ball. <laughs> whoever next gets to the that ball, one, whoever gets the ball closest to the white one wins. Yeah, that's all it is. 
It's still fun, though. Still simple, fun. still simple sport. Uh, I think I'll our number s- ones are going to be the same, though. I'm going to switch it up. Cornell's my number two, dog. Wow. It's my number two. I, I know I've I've played it competitively um, at, at a church. We have a local league. Super duper fun. Those guys are awesome, and it, it's a really fun league. I'm, I'm, I love Cornhole. It's a very fun sport. I think it's something that can never be perfected. There's always something you can get better at, which I think is like you toss the, uh, a really fun. How do you toss your bags? Oh, it's got to be flat with spin. I mean, okay. you can me. I was making sure because there's people who toss it like as a ball, and I was like, that's such a bad idea. No, no, you no. You can't get it to fall I got to land it consistent. I'm working on this. I'm, I'm still working on my nasty cut shot that I'm working on. It's getting it's getting there. Cut shot? Oh, yeah. Cut shots. I, it's all in. Bully I bag, usually, cut shots, drop shot, airmail. Oh, my goodness. I usually always light it up. I can I can land more pretty well. I'm just saying. We we're gonna have we were talking before the show. Oh, me and Brandon me and Brandon gotta have a showdown. One v one showdown at Cornhole. Okay. So I'm assuming I know what your number one is then. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to tell. Right. It's cornhole. I yeah. love cornhole. Playing that like in the summer, just chilling there on the lake. Boats passing by, tossing cornhole. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, I it can get really competitive. How do you how do you play the game? Because I know a lot of people play it differently. What do you mean by how do I play it? Because, like, okay, so I play I play it just the traditional way. Land on the boards, one, in the hole, three. You cancel out. Play to 21. If you go over, you go back to 15. You win by going exactly to 21. 15? You go back oh. to 15. I did 13. 13? That's how my house plays. 13. Back oh, to 13. My. Everywhere I've played goes back to 15. Interesting. I think I think that I've heard I've even that, heard of I think that rule, I've heard of that eleven too. Rule, yeah, that part of the rule is one of the most like yeah or going uh, yeah going over going over is the most controversial. Yeah, because people um, say like yeah you can just win by two and it's like yeah but you when don't you, have to go yeah, by twenty. When you get to like, professional and league play though, it's always you just get to twenty or get to twenty one or over. That's how it's always usually. There's yeah. no going back. I usually the reason I like playing with or the reason I like going to exactly is because it's like it involves a little bit more strategy near the end game yeah it's like it's a you gotta go hard at first and I can't, then like, I can't do the it's kind of sad because like we can't do the on uh, the regular count up instead of canceling because it's like especially in our leagues because it's like every round it'll take six, forever so it, every round eight plus points every single round for each player it's basically getting one or two at a time it's like yeah we if at this rate we're gonna have three rounds and we're both gonna be at 21 so so you kind of gotta play cancel yeah you gotta play cancellation with the leagues i know stuff. a lot of people don't and i'm just like why would you not that's like crazy it's not it's not really that fun to not play yeah cancel. my number one i toss this back and forth a lot because i i do love cornhole yeah, I think Joe. If you, I, I don't know if you've played this game before. It's taking the world by storm, especially last year. Good old spike ball. Spike it ball is a great game. I like playing it. I just don't have anyone to play it with because, like, we just don't have a spike ball set. So well, like, I'll play it, but like, I don't play it too much. Oh, you mean spike you, need a, on, you need you need, I need a, a set or a partner? I just need people. Like, I need a set and people to play it with. Oh, okay. I was like, I've played if it before. You need a it's person, fun. I mean, you got one right across it's fun. the table. Like, I, I can mean, play some serious spike ball. I mean, I'll play I'm not the ball. best. I'm not the best. Do you ever see the uh, college finals on ESPN that they have? Crazy. Those games those are, are lit, they go dude. Crazy. Those guys are crazy. It's like my goodness. Spike those... ball was on Shark Tank, wasn't it? Huh? I, I don't know. Actually, I'm gonna look that up. I don't know that actually that. I mean, the college finals has grown grown so much. It's been crazy. Like the fact, like you get to watch college spike ball on TV. Yeah, it's just a crazy idea. It I would, mean, I'm sure you could look up on YouTube and there's live college spike ball games, and they're legit. Like there's, 
straight they go hard. up aggressive. They can hit the ball like super hard in the yeah. net. Yeah, with spin. Oh, they it gets like crazy. Spike ball, a Chicago-based beach game that involves elements of volleyball and Foursquare, was on the season finale of Shark Tank it was and Shark scored Tank. a $500,000 investment from Damon John, the founder and CEO of FUBU, the fashion brand. FUBU? You, yeah. Wow, I never you knew that. You can even find the sport played in some Chicago PE classes. Spike ball set start at $53. I'm going to look up how many spike ball sets have sold because, one, Damon Johnson is probably <laughs> extremely smart. rich from He's that. A smart well, I mean, man. he was already rich, but He's investing in that. Smart and also the founder man. probably. How kind of sad, though, Mark Cuban didn't jump on that idea. Ball. That seems like something he could have jumped on. He missed out. Have been sold. Dude, one of these episodes, we just got to talk about like these Shark Tank deals that didn't go through. Shark Tank <laughs> deals. We'll bring them back. Off, off topic, you remember Ring? Or when Doorbot first went on, yep. and nobody invested in it. Now Ring is like now the it's one. one of the most popular things. Crazy um, how the world works, especially with technology. Spikeball, Spikeball got a huge boost, and the game continued to win fans. Uh, the company has 19 employees and logged 2016 revenue of 13 million. So I don't know what it is in 2021, but they're making a lot of money. Wow, that's a lot of money. So if I mean if 13 million, 13 2016 had 13 million. So I mean if you come. Compound oh that over the last five years. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of dough, dude. For a for spike ball. Like, that's a lot of money, yeah. but that's for oh, a game. I remember what I was going to say before about cornhole. What were you going to say? I was going to say, do you know the origin of cornhole? Uh, a little bit. I don't know the full detail that you definitely so, know because you're the fact so, master, man. Um, I forgot the guy's name who actually invented it, but he made it for like just a neighborhood game for like people to come over and play. Yeah. It was when they had like yard, like when they had just like neighborhood parties and stuff yeah i mean it's like yeah, i mean if his, you think about it it's kind of a variation of washers yeah it's just it's a little just bit bigger. different yeah but one of his friends actually told him you can make a lot of money on this you shouldn't like patent the thing and then try to sit like get it and into stores it, and stuff and he said oh i don't know about it i just want to kind of make this like a one-time thing or like a thing just for like just to have around and stuff like that and then the guy was like all right you don't have a patent on it I'll make the patent and I'll sell it. <laughs> so then he sells it. So the guy, I don't know if he actually gave credit to the guy or if like he just kind of like he just full on or if he just ball pulled a Raymond Crock and pulled like a kind of like with McDonald's and just snatched the name from him or something. Yeah, but either way, the guy who actually made cornhole didn't make it big. He just wanted it to stay kind of like a small thing. And now cornhole's huge. Got American Cornhole League. Oh yeah, ESPN did. Crazy. And then it's fun fact. Worth more's got none. Well, that's a fun fact today. Look at us. Fun yeah, fact. Worth fun more fact. Has, day full of them. Worth more has been on the American Cornhole League broadcast on ESPN. Top quarantine trick shot of 2020. <laughs> you want to know why he made it? I just looked this up. You want to know why he made cornhole or why? how he got the inspiration? <laughs> why? So in the four, it was a 14th century uh, Matthias Kuiperman, a 14th century cabinet maker was watching children or neighborhood children toss rocks into nearby groundhog holes. What? And he got the inspiration to make cornhole. That's awesome. <laughs> that's tossing crazy. rocks into That is that's a that's an amazing story. You could just say that right there at the history and that's an amazing story. Uh, yeah, I was watching these yeah. kids throw rocks into groundhog holes. Like I can I can yeah, picture on a, a 30 for 30 it's right a lot now. Of, yeah, that's just, the thi- there's a lot of uh, like different things, but that's kind of like the one that there's a lot of like different origin stories that people think it's come from. Mm-hmm. But that's like the one that most that's people the most think. coveted. I think that's known. the one that people think is the most one. And then that's I think crazy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot a of different s- origin stories, but I think that's the one. That's a fun story. 
but I mean this this match we're gonna have to play though. I don't know. We'll it's have to live be... stream it. Let people know. That, we... uh... Yeah, Follow, make sure to let us know on our social media at the MVSP got, when we post actual, this video. You got actual ACL cornhole bags? I don't. Maybe I know some people do. Maybe. I know my brother has like the actual box that they come in from, so they don't get all dried out. Like they stay like really. Yeah. Okay, I'm not that fancy, but yeah. I may may have ACL proof bags for league. So you have to bring your own bags for that, or no? For the league I'm in, yeah. Oh, you can. They um, have more, but they're not like the fancy, fancy ones. Uh, I got the fancy ones. No, yeah. I mean, because yeah. I guess I'm yeah, because I'm the best. Uh, yeah. You you make your own board? Do I make my own board? Or do you just buy it? Me and my dad made our own boards. We don't like make them like regularly. No. But the set we have, we have made. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you make your own? Yeah, we've made our own. We have set. our own set. It's Michigan-themed. Michigan-themed? I, I even made a score um, a score stand that's got, like, holes and pegs so you can keep score. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's cool. Take it seriously at our house. Cornhole's life. Cornhole is life. Cornhole is life. One of these days, Brandon, I'll have to have you up to our family cottage and we can just play cornhole for hours. Oh, my gosh. We could totally do that. Dude, we could fish. We could play cornhole. And Fish, spike ball. ball, spike ball, all the all the works. That sounds so fun. All the fixings. We should do. We should totally do that. MVSP party at Joe's cottage. MVSP party. MVSP party. Most valuable sports party. <laughs> Got him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was great. That's gonna do it, guys. Thank you for listening to our epic episode. And let us know on our social media. If you want to see Brandon beat Joe in a game of cornhole on live stream, what? What you mean? Okay, we're gonna have to settle the score on we're this have one. To put some serious like. Yeah, we're gonna stuff have to do match. this for real. I think people are gonna want to do it. Just saying, but follow us on whatever platform you're on: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox. I think it's only four today. I can't get any more. Um, <laughs> but whatever of the nine platforms you're following us on, and don't forget to. Hit the subscribe button and make sure that you don't miss out on any of our episodes coming up because we're going to have some great athletes on the show, let me tell yes. you, it's starting next week. So make sure you stick tuned for that. And until next time, until Joe gets being cornhole, see you later. Take care, everybody.